This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. President of the United States, Donald Trump, getting a little flack yesterday. He retweeted a video that uh, had a bunch of doctors talking about hoaxes involving the coronavirus skeptics when it comes to COVID-19 and there was some conspiracy theories about cures already being out there, stuff like that. President retweets this and one of the doctors, the, the media latched onto this, one of the doctors who was featured in this video that was retweeted by Trump believes in demon semen. Demon semen. Demon semen. Dr. Stella Emanuel. She's in the video. Uh, press conference. Uh, reporters start asking Trump about her. Like, you really, what do you think of this lady? And he said, well, she's an important voice. And uh, he wrapped things up very quickly. Once they, once they brought the demon semen <laughs> into the conversation, he was like, okay, maybe it's time to get off the stage here. Emmanuel presents herself <laughs> as a doctor minister. She's pushed a variety of unscientific, magical, and religiously tinged medical conspiracy theories over the years. Uh, she believes that alien DNA is used in medical treatments, hmm. but the establishment refuses to tell us about it, and that a lot of medical issues are caused by demons who have sex with sleeping humans. <laughs> and there's the demon semen, okay. As crazy as this sounds, Demon Semen is an awesome name for my new heavy metal band. <laughs> totally. How has it not been one yet? Don't trust me. Let you Welcome to the stage, Demon Semen. <laughs> I'd go to your show. I'd be a groupie. You'd be a groupie for the beast, Jim. <laughs> That's actually, those are our friends in Baptized in Blood, another great, <laughs> oh <my laughs> another God. great heavy metal uh, band name there. But Demon Semen, man, I can picture the t-shirts now. It also sounds like the name of a hot sauce that you'd buy at a flea market. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like ass in the tub hot sauce right. or something. Yeah, yeah. You're like, man, you check out the Scoville level on demon semen. <laughs> that is just going to burn your lips right off. You'll feel that demon semen in the morning, if you know what I'm saying. Don't trust me. Let you we posted a, uh, a humorous meme. Apparently, this is what... Uh, what people are doing these days, posting these humorous memes. I thought it was pronounced Mimi, to be honest. Mimis. Memes. <laughs> On social media. Jim, do you want to read the picture for everybody, The what it says? Yeah. This guy put his divorce on his resume. And on his resume, sure enough, under jobs, one of them is Natalie's ex-husband, April 2005 to present. Managed considerable emotional stress during legal negotiations, negotiated, sorted, and distributed distributed furniture and appliances from our old house to our new home, invented new scheduling technique between our family members to break the news, in which I brought everyone together at once and just kept it real, developed new breathing techniques to prevent public breakdowns, and finally learned a valuable lesson. We're asking you guys and gals, what transferable skills did you gain from your divorce or your breakup? John, what did you learn? Anger management. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one, I bet. Yes, it was. And what's the secret? Um, don't see her, don't talk to her, and deep breathing. 
That's all you need to do to manage your anger is avoid her at all costs. Yeah, even at my even at my oldest daughter's wedding. Oh boy, was it an open bar? Uh, I don't know. I left at nine thirty when she when she had headed to the bar. <laughs> I walked out during her speech. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Who's this? This is Mac. How's it going, Taz? Mac, we're doing well. How are you? I'm doing absolutely exquisite today. You've been through a divorce? Uh, not quite. Just an ex-girlfriend. Okay, and what did you learn from that breakup? Transferable skills. Uh, well, to, uh, to do some snooping and do your research, because I had come home to my ex with a bag of McDonald's and that she claimed she got from after work. So I did a little snooping, checked the receipt, and noticed she purchased two smoothies and not just one. So I then found out I was getting cheated on. Wow. So investigative skills. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely throw that on my resume. Also bookkeeping. Always always file those receipts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And was that it? The smoothie was, was the final straw? Uh, no pun intended, but yes. Yeah, the two straws was the final straw in your relationship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was it. Interestingly enough, the guy who caught his girlfriend cheating through McDonald's, his Mac. name is Mac. Yeah, Big Mac. <laughs> what? And ironically, his ex-girlfriend's name is Wendy. <laughs> no way. Holy Could have been cow. two frosty spoons. Yeah, and the guy they cheated on or cheated on him with is Fast Eddie is what he goes by. I thought he was big boy. <laughs> <laughs> and they all live in a white castle. Taz and Jim. Hi, are you still doing what your ex taught you? Yeah, transferable skills. What skills did you learn from going through your breakup or divorce? I learned a pretty good one. I learned that I'm super gay, and I don't know why I wasted all this time with men. (laughs) (laughs) It took me, you know, like a run-through of, like, a few to be like, wow, I really am super gay. (laughs) (laughs) So, And would would you describe gay as a transferable skill? Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, well, you sound happy now, so congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. Ocho Cinco, Chad Ocho Cinco, former NFLer, says that he would take Viagra before every game he played. <laughs> I guess this is true. He tweeted it out about uh, 40 hours ago, and this is a tweet. I, I think he was talking about, it must have been in response to a play, of a replay of a, a catch he made years ago, but he says, I took Viagra before every game and people thought they'd stop me. If my stat line was bad, I wasn't covered, the pass was just incomplete. But basically he's, he's saying in that tweet he took Viagra before every single game. Sounds crazy, but obviously we all know Viagra, it helps the blood flow, of course. How did people not notice that he's taking Viagra before every game? Because those pants are pretty tight. Yeah. Are they wearing jocks, though? Maybe duct tape? <laughs> Maybe. I thought it was just up in a jock somewhere. I don't, I don't know how it would work. <laughs> not, maybe not for everybody. Some special jock? I don't know. If you're playing in the NFL, having a boner might help you cross the threshold 
And they're going. <laughs> Breaking the touchdown line. <laughs> they're going to the tape. Well, I don't like Let's it. See a replay. Look, his foot is clearly out. Yeah, his foot's out, but look at that thing. How does. <laughs> uh, beat him by just a hair. How does every defender feel, though? Every guy who wrapped him up and tackled him, every pile up, every time that guy got tackled. Get your elbow out of my back. Ridiculous. So apparently he's not the only one, Taz. This apparently is a dirty secret in Major League Sports. I guess back in the day, I think it was around 2008, Roger Clemens admitted uh, to somebody that he routinely took Viagra before the games, and he said, quote, all my athletes take it. <laughs> Do hockey players take it? <laughs> I don't well, I mean, why not if it helps? Because you can score a slap shot with your stick still in the air. <laughs> Top corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or just hip check a guy with it. That's a called a poke check, Jim. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> if you're an athlete, let us know. Like, does does Viagra help you out? Taking Viagra before the game, does it give you that much of an advantage? Some text messages here, Jim. First up, Dan. Dan says, I tried taking Viagra once for sports. It just made everything a lot harder, in my opinion. <laughs> thank okay, you, Dan. Thank you. I should have seen that one coming, I guess. That's what oh, his partner said. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another text message. It says, hey, Taz and Jim, I took Viagra with my girlfriend the night before I went golfing. I gained a few strokes that night, but the next day my balls were everywhere. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for taking this seriously, <laughs> gang. Another text message here. Hey, guys, uh, just so you know, Viagra helps with the pump for competitive weightlifting. That sounds like it could be a... A real one there, you know. You want to feel, you want to feel strong, mm-hmm. vascular, something to rest it on when you get ha- tired halfway through. <laughs> uh, Is that why they call it the clean and jerk? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, just caught the end of that Viagra bit. Viagra can be used for working out. Lots of people do it. How are these people getting... Pres- is it that easy to get a prescription of Viagra? I guess you just say, hey, I got a problem. It's not that hard. <laughs> not like a doctor's going to test you. <laughs> a lot of people do it. Be careful who you ask to spot you at the gym. <laughs> okay. Here, just get behind me on the bench press nope. here. <laughs> Earlier this week, we were talking about Back in Black. The ACDC album came out on July the 25th, 1980. That same day, ACDC played in London, Ontario. And a lot of our Taz and Jim listeners were at the show. We got some calls, people recounting their experience at the concert. We also uh, were getting pictures of ticket stubs sent to us. Pictures of the crowd sent to us. But there was one shot that stood out. Uh, a woman named Dusty. She sent a picture of a backstage pass from that night back in 1980. And a picture of herself with ACDC. Said that she got to go backstage with the band, Jim. She got invited backstage and then ended up going for pizza with ACDC after the show. Now, we posted this on our Facebook page. And a lot of people seemed very skeptical about the going for pizza part of the story, mm-hmm. thinking maybe a little more happened, which is why we've got Dusty 
on the phone right now. Good morning, Dusty. Good morning. So you went for pizza with ACDC, huh? Well, the funniest thing is we really did, after the show, the band wanted to go for pizza, and we actually really did go for pizza. It was this... um, I remember it was on Wellington Road, and it was a little hole in the wall um, because they didn't really want to go out to, like, a big place. They just wanted a small place. And we really did go out for pizza after the show. Uh You and your friend, your friend Misty? Yes. Dusty and Misty went for pizza with ACDC after the concert. Mm. How how hot was that pizza, Dusty? (laughs) Uh, It was really hot. Piping. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, what did anything else happen? Because people are saying, listen, uh, attractive, and we've seen the picture of you back in 1980. I don't know what you look like now, but back then you got a great smile, great eyes, attractive young woman. Did anything happen with the band, or was it strictly a pizza party? Um, I'm not going to lie, after the pizza, we did go back to their hotel with them. Nice. <laughs> and they got a little pizza that, didn't they? No, I'm kidding. A little slice. <laughs> a little slice. What, what? What? Did you? Was there some physical contact with the band? The, there was. Did you guys go down under? <laughs> Good day, mate. <laughs> what say? Say, do you say want some pizza? Oh <laughs> um, I'm not going to get into the details, but we definitely had a really good time. <laughs> Wow. That is legendary. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, because we had went, we went really early. Like, we went around noon, one o'clock, because we really wanted to meet the band. It worked. And it worked. <laughs> you you <laughs> met the band. Yeah. Oh, we did. Did you see Brian's Johnson? <laughs> I did not. Um, he left, like, he didn't come out for pizza. He left right after. Uh-huh. Um, I remember there was some girl from Toronto. If God, I can't even remember her name, but she was like with him for a couple weeks or something like that. So, so he may have had a, a girlfriend or a gr- at least a girlfriend in proximity of the London, Ontario concert. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you sound kind of embarrassed, but isn't that the dream for a lot of people? I mean, everybody's fantasized about that. So if somebody is going to a concert, what can they do to get a backstage pass? Like, how did you get the eye of ACDC and get back there in the first place? Well, you know, Nick, you got to remember it was 40 years ago. It was so easy. There was literally... Like, no security. Like, you went, I mean, the trick was to go early. Yeah. And you would go hang out with the roadies or find the roadies. Yeah. Yeah. And then the roadies just give you, they're like, you two look like nice girls. I know the band might want some company later. Here's some backstage passes. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much how it worked. (laughs) They didn't make you pay for the pizza, did they? No, no, they took care of everything. <laughs> I bet they did, Dusty. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well, who knows, man, because ACDC, after that, they wrote some songs about meeting uh, meeting women in towns and having a good time. Yeah, thank God your name's not Rosie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there may be some lyrics in an ACDC song, Dusty, that were inspired by you and your friend Misty. 
That would be absolutely hysterical. Oh, my God. Well, and, and to top oh. it off, this happened the day that Back in Black was released. The album came out the same day you had your pizza party <laughs> and your hotel rendezvous with ACDC. Oh, my God. I don't even think we realized that um, the album was released. Yeah. <laughs> and we were saying how amazing it would have been just to be at that concert. Yeah. You took it to a whole nava level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just think bringing back the best memories yeah, ever. Yeah, I bet, I bet. <laughs> they were topping the charts that night, that's for sure. <laughs> now, are there some pictures? Do you have any other pictures that you didn't send us, Dusty? I do, yes. Yes. Mm. Tucked them away in the floorboards, didn't you? Yeah, if you feel like sharing them, we'd love to see them, all right? Um, I'd have to to get Misty's permission to send (laughs) them. Okay, so all those those Taz and Jim listeners who are a little suspicious (laughs) that it was more than just pizza were absolutely correct. It's just funny. (laughs) And I'm sure the band has some great memories of that night as well. I hope so. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.